So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And we are coming at you with our review of episode 9 of series 11. It takes them away. No, it takes you away. Oh, it takes you away. Yeah, not not me, but you. No, you. No, no, you. It, okay. it says that. Okay, uh, okay. it takes Look, we, you away. It takes you away. Look, we found a way to, uh, yeah, yeah, found a way to make fun of the episode. We got it, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, we wanted to tell you a little bit about well, I wanted to tell you a little bit about something I found this week. There's this YouTube channel out there called Quentin Reviews, and I highly re- recommend you check it out. It's really interesting. So, you know, they and Doctor Who have what's called the wilderness years. Yes. It's the dark times. Right. It's like, it's like you know, the dark times. Right. It's between <laughs> 1989 and 2005. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, obviously... Well, and then right after that, again, until basically 2000 and... Oh no! You oh, well, you can't really say that. You gotta say it. Like, I guess you can lump it all in together. But we did have a thing in 1996, and then it went back. Right, right. So like, most people like even that because there was Doctor Who stuff there. Obviously, the I Doctor guess. Magazine yeah, but that was Doctor like Who. legit Doctor Who though. Like that's still canon. L- yes. <laughs> so it is canonical. So though some people didn't think it was gonna be when they yeah. rebooted the show. That's a whole another topic. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. So we had like a year. I guess. Not name, not even a year. But but anyway. Yeah, uh, moving on. Sorry. So they, they that's called the wilderness years, and people during that time obviously were really starving for Doctor Who. Naturally. And I, you know, I, I pride myself on being a really big Who fan. I, I know a lot about Doctor Who. There's, do you? There's a. Yeah. You know, you should do a podcast about that. Yeah, I, you know that that's not a bad idea. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I had no idea about is that during that wilderness time period mm-hmm. there was so much demand for Doctor Who that guy who eventually, you know, would re- try really hard to become a writer for the BBC. I don't think he ever proved to be successful. You should check out this video. Like I said, Quentin Reviews is what it's called and it starts talking about Doctor Who like not, not spin-offs, but it's almost like plagiarizing Doctor Who in a way. Gotcha. So there's this thing called The Stranger, and it's a series. Sounds awful. And here's what's going to kind of blow your mind about it. It's it's a fan, <laughs> it's like a fan film, kind of. I mean, it had a full production. And here's the other thing. It was produced by a company called BBV. Obviously. So, like, you would think that, obviously, you'd be like, maybe that's a subsidiary of BBC, like, that it would be the video version of BBC. And the thing about it is, 
is that it stars, here's the crazy part, it stars Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, who plays Perry, yep. and then Sophie Aldred, who plays Ace. Nice. So it has three actors in it from Doctor Who. Two of them were a Doctor Companion combo. Yeah. Here's the other crazy thing about it. So it's called The Stranger. So you're like, all right, maybe they just got, they love Doctor Who so much that they made a show and they just decided to put actors from Doctor Who in it because they just liked them so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, eh, so <laughs> it's called The Stranger. You never find out, the main character is Colin Baker and the second character is Nicola Bryant. That's, you know, the Doctor and Perry. But they ne you never learn the characters' names. They are a companion doctor relationship and they sort of without you never see the TARDIS they you never they never say their names out loud and they somehow travel and the sh like basically if you saw this movie you would have no concept of what was going on but if you're a Doctor Who fan you'd be like this is just an episode of Doctor Who <laughs> So nice. they totally yeah. plagiarized Doctor but, Who. But found a way to do it without plagiarizing Doctor Who. Right. Yeah, that's hilarious. Now, the as this video talks about, eventually down the line, they start doing audio dramas. Mm-hmm. And they do... They try to get official BBC approval of these audio dramas and never got it. Yeah. And so instead of just going, okay, all right, guys, it's a wrap. We didn't get approval. They just kept doing it. They did it anyway. And they even went even more, like... Plagiarizing. Plagiarizing. Like, called the audio uh, adventures. It was something like audio adventures in space and time. And it was starring Sylvester McCoy. So another real doctor. Yeah, yeah. Sophie Aldred, who plays Ace. And instead of it being the adventures of the Doctor and Ace, it's the Professor and Ace, which is what Ace called the Doctor. Wow. And they eventually, like, you know, they were really, BBC was really on them at this point, but what pretty much killed them dead was Big Finish. Yeah. Okay. few other interesting facts about this company, BBV, who made this crazy fan stuff. People who came from it. Nicholas Briggs. Mark Gaddis. These are people who worked for them. And then... Uh, They're now like mainstream Doctor Who people. Right. Yeah. Now it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. So I saw, I saw this and I was just like... It blew my mind this week. I had never heard of it. And one other really small tidbit of information is that... <laughs> in one... It's like a series. Like they have like six different movies slash episodes of this is that you know sophie aldred is in it yeah and she doesn't play she plays a planet that becomes a person uh, uh, can you uh, what yeah they did and then there's this really inexplicable scene in it where it has her nude and it has colin baker nude doesn't show anything like it, it, the camera is very correctly positioned that way and then it just kind of sort of it's like they just exposit dialogue nude and then it's over wait that's not how you have conversations yeah clearly almost exclusively is how i have conversations. yeah 
So, for all you out there, and you want to go deep, deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I guess. Check out The Stranger. And if you don't want to go so deep, like I I said, I'll, I'll even link it. If you head over to the Omni Fridge Radio page, I'll link this YouTube video from Quentin Reviews. It's fantastic, and it kind of blew my mind this week. So that was that was something that happened. So that's to you. what happened to you, okay? Well, um, something that that could potentially be happening to us oh, uh, right. that we we like to talk about. We like to talk about when we go to conventions, and you know, we right. came back from Chicago Tardis. Uh, well, there's another one we want to go to, uh, Regeneration Who. It's, uh, it's what is it? Regeneration Who. Oh, Regeneration yeah. Who. Got yeah, it. Regeneration Who. And it's a, it's in March of uh, 2019, 29th through 31st. So that'd be pretty cool. I think you're going to have Paul McGann there this year, the 8th Doctor. So that'd be really, really neat. We haven't met him yet. Haven't met him yet. Uh, of course, we're going to have some other people there that we've seen before, like Sylvester McCoy. And then, of course, you have, like, Ter- what is it, Terry... I'm going to get his last name wrong. Malloy? Malloy. Malloy. And he was Davros. So Yeah, classic era. Yeah, classic era. One of the classic era of Davros. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So that's something that could be happening to us. It'd be really interesting. So I think it would be, we, we yeah, actually yeah. would have a lot of we fun love, there at that one. We love going to the conventions, and we love meeting fans and we love talking to people we do interviews at con- uh, conventions speaking of there's one thing we want to address before we move on with the show and that's our episode about rosa yes so we're still working on it guys uh, we were hoping to have it out before this episode this time it's just a lot of editing we have a lot of interviews right so we have to mesh into our own format Right. So, so there's a, it, it is coming, we promise. There's a lot of work to be done with it. We will we, have it done before the final episode. Yes, we will have it before, because that's the that's thing. That's it, yeah. Like that's we got to have it done before the final episode comes out. So, and we are, that's, that's another thing. We're right there. Right, right. Already. We're, we're almost it's there. almost there. But I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. It's time for this week's Doctor News. I've got some news for you, dudes. Okay, so this week on Doctor News, there is just a, a little bit to talk about. Nothing particularly like interesting in terms of like what's coming in down the pipeline for Doctor Who, but there is some other like just kind of off the wall side things that are popping up. Ancillary. So, yeah, ancillary. There you go. That's a good word. Look at you. We're learning stuff. We're gonna add that segment. Jason's <laughs> word of the day. Ancillary. <laughs> But, <laughs> moving on. I don't, I don't know if you heard about it. You know the escape games. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're even making a movie about it now. I saw that recently. Like, wait, what? Yeah, Are you they're, serious? They're making like an escape room movie. Huh. It's crazy. Well, you know, I'm sure most people have done those somewhere right. in some sort of form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing the Worlds Collide, which we, uh, I don't know if we talked about it in a previous episode before or not. It, this was a while back they announced it. Um, but they finally have ticket dates. Uh, BBC, BBC Studios and Escape Hunt, which is the company that created those escape games, have announced that on-sale date of tickets for the upcoming Doctor Who live escape game, Worlds Collide. Um, December 6th, fans, you can apply to actually be one of the first to try out this like highly anticipated game, which would be pretty cool. Now, unfortunate for us, I'm sure we could apply, but this is in the UK. Oh, so it's a Doctor Who yes. escape game. Yeah, it's a Doctor Who escape game. So... It's taking place uh, all over the place uh, in the early 19, Birmingham. Now, this is, again, for our viewers, this is UK Birmingham, not Birmingham, Alabama. But you have to say it like... You know how to say it like... No, I don't know how to say UK, it. No. Right? It's not Birmingham. What is it? It's Birmingham. Birmingham. There you okay, go. what about Bristol? 
Which is not Bristol, Bristol, Tennessee, by the way. It's just Bristol. All right, Edinburgh, Leeds. Okay, there you go. There's another word. You what said is it? Edinburgh. It's it Edinburgh. 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 There you go. Leeds. Did I get like Leeds the Duke right? of yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah. Did I get Leeds right at least? Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Manchester. Yeah. Oxford. Yeah. And Reading. That one I don't know. It's Reading. It, it's it, not Reading. It's Reading. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that's really cool. I mean, I'm sure any of us can apply to be one of the first, but I would be unfortunate to get it and then not have a Maybe. way to fly there. You'd have to fly there. I would have to find a way. I would have to sell my son. He'll be born then. So. Uh, we do not advocate. We do not advocate child, child trafficking. Tra trafficking. <laughs> we do not advocate that. Moving on to the next story. <laughs> All right. So we just, this whole episode obviously is about it takes you away. Yeah. Okay. I always like to do the overnight viewing figures. It kind of gives you an idea. I say an idea. It's kind of the percentage is really the only thing that typically stays close to being the same. Obviously, the viewership is going to go up. This one's really interesting to me. We we have about 5.07 million viewers. So about 5 million viewers watched just a little bit over. Mm -hmm. Watched it over the weekend. Now, this is just overnight numbers. We're probably going to hit about, about 7.2 if I would guess that's what it's been going yeah. up to around but the share and i have brought up the share of viewership countless times in this podcast the share we went down we typically would see what a 30 to 27 roughly every now and then a 26 and i said if we ever drop below 26 that i would be scared well this episode had about a 25 percent viewership for the weekend even more crazy to show you how numbers work is that was still good for fifth highest for Sunday. That, to me, what that says, and if we can find out, yeah, the the highest show was I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It, that million, means, about 10 million viewers. And obviously, you know, the Strictly Come Dancing was going to have about nine. Right. What this says to me is that if it was the fifth highest rated. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, fifth the fifth highest rated. Highest yeah. rated but it had that percentage. It means whatever was above it was just people really wanting to it's see like that. It's like instead. one of the, maybe, I don't watch those shows, but maybe something really, it was like not a finale, but something big was happening in that episode. It's possible. You know, but what what I don't like, though, is that puts it at 27th for the week ending December 2nd. It's, I don't know. In terms of amount of shows, I feel like I, I want Dr. Good to be higher. You know, but I'm, I'm biased. Not final numbers. We'll see what, how those come down the pipeline, but I'm going to assume that we're going to end about 26, maybe 27% overall when all the numbers are done. I still think it's going to be one of the lowest episodes, though. In terms of percentage, not yeah. in terms of people watching it. All right, people that like Doctor Who swag, I myself have done one of these little contests and have won. I am looking at both Blu-rays. So this is a true currently. story. If, oh, yeah, if you're new to the show, yeah, yeah, um, go ahead. I'll let you tell it. So, yeah, for people who are uh, new to GBS, last year, before Twice Upon a Time, the Christmas special came out, we had talked about on the show about a contest that they were doing where if you guessed the official ratings for the episode Twice Upon a Time, not only the number... Viewerships, but what place it came in that right. day. If you, if you did that, you would win, and they would mail you a copy of the... You know the complete tent series mm -hmm. and a copy on Blu-ray, right? Yeah, it was is if you got the if you got it right for one, you got the tent series, and the other one you got 
the, the uh, Christmas Twice special time DVD. Yeah, well, Blu-ray. So we talked about that on the show. I didn't. Once we talked about it, I kind of. I think figured, I applied for it on the show. Right, and I had forgotten about it, and then lo and behold, I get an email. And it says, I now guys, I'm uh, we all get emails about things that we're like, there's no way that's legit. So like, I get this email, and it says, congratulations, what's your ad, you know, address and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? And it, you know, it has the email there. I googled that email. I even went back to my sent emails to verify that it was the same email that I sent the contest to. Mm-hmm. And they were like, congratulations, you won. And then I was like, holy cow. So I sent Jace the email. He was like, what? And I ended up winning them both. So I guessed that day 7.92 million people were going to watch that episode. And it was going to come in ninth place for the day. I got them both right. Yeah, you, you nailed it. 7.92 and ninth place. So what is the contest we got going yes. on now? So leading into this contest. So you can win readers in the United Kingdom. So unfortunately, guys... It's not us here in the States, but United Kingdoms, because we do have people that listen. Yeah, we have, have, we have so some, overseas, uh, all some lads over yeah, there. Yeah, we have some lads. Yeah, nice. Um, have a chance to win a copy of the latest DVD release from the Real-Time Pictures Archive, The Doctor's Villains. So courtesy of Cook Media UK. So in order to be entered to a chance to win, you just simply have to answer one question. I'm curious, Jay, so you're going to know the answer to this question. Which of the interviewed actors is the only one to appear in Doctor Who alongside Roger Delgado? The interviewed actors. So they interviewed Bernard Archer, yep. who played Marcus Scarman in The Period of Mars. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not him. David Good- Gooderson. Davros in the Death Note. It's not him. Peter Miles. Genesis of the Daleks. Julian Glover. City of Death. No. Um, which was Scaroth. Did I say it right? Scar, yeah, Scar, yeah, Scar, 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 now, of course, you can just go to DoctorWhoNews.net, and this whole article is there. Mm-hmm. You can look at that. But if you know the answer, send it in. You might win. You know, that's free free Doctor Who swag and something not a lot of people are going to have or might have to pay for. Right. The other thing is if you guys want to look at the, what uh, we're talking about, you can head over to DoctorWhoNews.net, and you can see this uh, competition as well. Absolutely. All right, and last but not least, I saved. I think I saved the best for last this go-around. Is there's been we've talked about it before the kind of how some of these episodes are like hitting marks in terms of like political aspects maybe in a way certain trying to tackle certain issues here and there you know we've we've talked about it a little bit there's a there's an article that came out about how some of the Doctor Who stars are responding to the bizarre claims that the show is too PC yeah I saw this as well yeah so what, give me your thoughts on that. Well, I want to hear what they said first. Well, I mean, you read the article, so just kind of tell well, me about what you what you saw and what you know what you have to say to that. Well, first, I would say that you know the fact that they even have to respond to it kind of tells you what's going on. That the show, I mean, last season I saw little rumblings, like little tiny rumblings from people saying that Doctor Who got a little too PC because they were talking about. 
the fact that the character Bill was gay mm. and that, you know, they were talking about little minor lines that the doctor would say. I remember one where he said something, man, it, I think it was in World Enough in Time or something, where he was asked or something if he'd ever been a woman and he was like, if only, or it'd be a much better place if I was or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, and, but it was so minor, those rumblings that the actors didn't care to talk about it. I'm certain that Mandip Gill, Tosin Cole, which are the two main people in this article, and probably even Bradley and, and Jody are getting bombarded with these questions. Well, it, it, what this article says is we're not going to read it word for word, but the main two people are Amanda Gill and, and Tolson Cole. Well, Gill and Cole were both very, basically in their article were saying, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I read this stuff. They're like, I'm an actor. I read y'all's tweets. I read y'all's comments. I don't respond to some of them because I just, it's, it is what it is. Everybody has their own opinion. And then Cole goes out to say, I will read this one quote from him. He goes, everyone's going to have their own opinion. You know, it is what it is. The fact that we can give everyone a little friendly, entertaining reminder of these issues is great. And then Cole was the one that said, how can you be too correct? Right. Right. Like, you know, people She's like, she's like, like doesn't make sense to me. Uh, no, Mandip said that. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, uh, well, did I say Cole? Yeah. I might have said Cole, but yeah. I meant yeah, Mandip said that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's... Here's my take on it. I mean, personally, I do feel like the, the the show's gotten a little too PC. The whole line about... I don't know if it's PC. They're just... Each episode is based on a certain issue. But they don't... I don't know. It doesn't bother me in, in, in a way that's bothering some people. I'm kind of in the same boat as them. I'm like, it is what it is. I mean, the episode's got to have some sort of something, you know? Well, like, again, I'm not... There's people out there who are, who are wanting Doctor Who canceled, or there's some people... I've even heard things say, like, they don't want this season to be even considered canon. Yeah. I'm definitely not in that 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 camp. But... Media, media follows... I'm not... You know, media... Uh, any of this, movies and stuff, follow society, the way society is going. That's true. And it just... I believe that in this day and age, the way society is right now that they have to tackle these issues because these are, this is the time to do it. You know, Do I agree with the episodes? Do I like some of these episodes? No. But do I get what they're trying to do and understand it? Yes. I'm not saying it's good. I'm right. not saying I get it. Right, and I, I, I see that point. And I definitely think that if the... you know, the, if the narrative structures of the episodes were strong, I probably would feel a little differently. No, absolutely. Uh, another thing, uh, one f minor thing I want to say about this is the line when she said that there's such thing. How can you say something's too correct? When you throw the word politically in front of something, it changes. It, it changes it completely. Because there's the same. The saying something's politically correct and saying something is correct are not equatable. No, they're not. Like you know, it's it's a different variation. Like the truth. Or correctness is, it is, you know? Yeah. Politically correctness is a filtered version of it. I am glad that they are at least in, out in front of it. Yeah, and like I said, I get why they're doing it. I just, are they doing it great? Not necessarily, maybe, you know? Yeah. But it is what it is. But that's that's all I have in terms of Dr. News, unless you got anything else you want to add. No, I'm ready to chomp at the bit about this. You ready to do it? I'm so excited to do this. Right. So 
we literally, you know, we we record these episodes. Sometimes we record it immediately after watching the episode. Sometimes we record the day after. Or day or two. Days. Depends on what we have going on the next days. Right. So we try to do this in a timely manner. This one, we. We like to do it right after. The reason we like to do it right after is because we have that immediate freshness, and you're getting our like non-worked reactions. Non, what's the word I'm looking for there? Diluted, maybe. Diluted, uh, rehearsed, rehearsed. non-rehearsed reactions. Right, right. Where you, where we t- took some time. Time to, to think, think about it. We we just finished watching this episode. I got you know I got up from where I was sitting. And we were looking at each other. I said, "Don't say anything." No, we have not said anything about to each this, other to each other about this. Because we typically do a little bit. We talk about it while we're getting everything set up. Not even two words have been spoken right, about Ray this episode. Haven't said anything because I am so ready. So let's <laughs> let's build up to it. Let's go into first the doctor. So I, I'm back in a place where I have been every single episode this time, and I just it's. There's still a little part missing. There's something missing with no. the thirteenth yeah. Doctor. No, I understand. And yeah. I, I don't really know. I I can kind of pinpoint, and I can't. And it really boils down to this darkness. Now, the reason that I jump into this because this was something that you brought up after we stopped recording last week. Oh yeah, and I'm and you you went we went back. So to the segue that we went back and watched the regeneration of Peter Capaldi. Right, so there was something, like, I, I I said this in the episode last week that I thought that this doctor had no darkness to her. She was all kindness, almost. Like, mm-hmm. no no cruel, no, no, no razor's edge. Yeah, just being kind. And, like, that's all she had. That was her quality. It was kind. And right. I brought up, I was like, well, that's, that was the final monologue with Peter Capaldi. Like, me and him had to talk after the episode. I was like, that was his final words to his next regeneration mm-hmm. was always be kind. Like, and I was like, that's so I think that kind of set her up to be the way she is. I, I think that you saying that is a very clever way of backpedaling on it. Yeah, maybe I'm just saying like I do you it saying works. it, you saying it makes it make sense in my brain, but it doesn't help the fact that I feel like, there's that side of the doctor that we're not seeing. Now, this pertaining to this episode specifically, there was nothing about this episode and the doctor that really jumped out at me. Not with the doctor, no. Well, I mean, go on, go on. I'm gonna think for a minute. There were a few lines that I thought were funny, like obviously talking about having seven grandmothers. Yeah, that was good. And how the second one might be a zygon. Right, right talked about oh i love granny five but she she was kind of weird you know when she was talking about how granny two might be a zygon uh a zygon spy or something like that right 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 so that was that was clever whatever i thought the interactions that the doctor had with characters that we'll talk about you know the like ribbons or Mm -hmm. the uh, solid track i was just oh there's Okay, there's... I don't know, the, the, the interaction she had with the the main, what was it, the so, solid track? The solid track, Solid yeah. track, which we'll talk about later. I'm not going to say anything more about that other than the interaction she had with that it, character. That yeah. character, it was, I liked her little, the way she was talking to it. 
to, to right. the character. I was like, that's actually a very doctory thing to say. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be your friend because you're the most beautiful thing. You remember the doctor used to do that all the time. Oh my God, you're beautiful or right. you're gorgeous or you know, quit, quit, continue being brilliant. Right. You know, and I, I thought that was a very doctory well, thing. Yes, because here's the thing, I I feel like this doctor definitely has the empathetic side of the doctor mm-hmm. nailed down. I feel like this, she definitely has that whimsical nature about herself. However, I'm still missing something. Here's another thing that we haven't had this series, and this could come along at some point down the road. You notice how this doctor, this series so far, has not had any standout, like, dialogues or speeches? Yeah, I was going to say that. No, like, big monologues. The closest I think we got was in the previous episode, when she was tied to the thing and she was talking to the king. That was the closest I think we've gotten. And even that wasn't No, it wasn't. But I think that was the closest we've been. You go back, you look at the 12th Doctor, he had those moments, like, remember the Zygon inversion? Yeah. Or even the episode, uh, the one after The World Enough in Time. How, what was it? Well, I mean, you had the, the one where falls. he's talking. Yeah, when you're, you had the one where he's talking to the master and, missing, missing, and he's great. talking about, you know, all this, you know, I, don't, I just, you know, I don't, it just has that big, huge, huge, huge monologue. About kindness. About kindness. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I do it because it's kind. Right, and then you, you know? go back with the 11th Doctor and you have the... He has so many. The Pandorica. The Pandorica. The Rings of Akaten. He yeah. had, you know, uh, even, oh man, I, there was even one, I think, when he was uh, talking to River uh, in the Wedding of River song. You go back to David Tennant. David Tennant had great ones. There was the one where they were on the cruise ship. Yeah. There was ones, you know, there's there's just a bunch. Like I said. I agree with you. This one, we haven't had it. There's no standout moments in this entire series. Not just speeches, just but pure moments with this doctor. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you there. Um... Yeah, this episode, no standout moments for the Doctor. Not to say that she, like, no, yeah. bad. It's just no, nothing... It's just, nothing, you're going... Nothing jumped out at me. You're going, like, yeah, awesome. You know, or that speech was great, or anything like that. No, I'm 100% with you there. This episode, again, I thought we were getting places the past couple with the way the Doctor was acting and doing things. Certain things were coming together, I think. But this episode, again, other than the things the Doctor... The Doctor is the only one that could do... I don't really... There was nothing like standout, like right. you said. Right, right. Uh, so we move on to the companions. One thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about individual companions is something that we keep noticing more and more, and it's the the Doctor really lets these companions go off it's and like, do whatever It's like it's more of want. a team thing. Like, it's it really not, is. Yeah, it's a team effort. Hey, you two go do this. You were going to do this, or you go do this. Or one of them just goes, I'm going to go do this. Like, we have a, a dynamic that's very different than from the past. In the past, most of the time... Now, obviously, I was saying there are certain examples where maybe Clara was different. Or maybe, if you go even further back with, you know, like any companions, like, I, I would say maybe... Well, not... If you go back to Classic Who, maybe. But in terms of, like, New Who... Really, Clara is really the only one that maybe has some sort of dynamic. Maybe. 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 But most of them are don't go running off. Right. And they the, do it. Right. The doctor is their protector. Yes. And he, most of the time, obviously, some of them run off and do their own things yeah. and everything. The doctor has come in for the rescue. And this season, it's 
kind of like that in the sense that the Doctor is the ultimate authority in the room. The savior still, but you got... The companions are allowed to go off and do their own thing. Whatever they want. Like, yeah. like all right, you go here, you go here. I'm going to go to a whole other dimension. Yeah. And, all right, you guys figure it figure out. Figure it out, man. Like, and that's the thing is, like, I, I do kind of like the idea of they uh, we keep going back to the last episode but they dropped the line you know it's a very flat team structure yeah 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 i think that's interesting on paper but played out it just seems a little odd cuz it makes the doctor to me seem less less important. than less right. important yeah no i understand that and i think what the problem is with that dynamic is that we we've, we've said it countless times there's too many of them right like if i think that dynamic would work if there was less people for it to work with Mm. You know what I mean? Like something ha- – even with two people. I can imagine that dynamic working with two people where, hey, you go do this. I'm going to go do this. You know, And then one of them gets in trouble and the other one's like, oh, where are they? They were supposed to be here. And then events take place, transpire. But with four people, yeah, a lot can happen. And then when you add in external characters for the right. episode, right. you just create madness. Right, right. So we'll move on. I, I want to build up to one of the companions. So first yeah. we'll talk about Yaz. Yes, not really going a whole lot going on. In this episode, she was she was kind of pushed to the back. She obviously, just like other episodes, you know, was always the mo- the, the the empathetic yeah, one. Yeah, talking to the talking to what's her name? Hana. Ha- they didn't say Hana. Hana. Yeah, talking to her and being kind of empathetic and stuff like that. But really, there's other than a couple one-liners. You mm-hmm. know, hey, you're not Grace. That's, right. that's really – we really didn't get too much out of her this episode. So the the other two companions that obviously stand in the forefront, first we'll talk about Ryan. Ryan in this episode was the main character to not take part in the – Actual events. Ad, ad, adventure adventure. Yeah, yeah, the adversity I guess of the episode. Right. So it's – He gets stuck. We find out early on that he's like not great with kids I guess. Right. So and obviously was, he gets stuck. Right, with the kid. With the kid. And that's the arc, I think, of this episode is Ryan goes from not being great with kids to a kid liking him. Yeah, to being maybe getting closer. Right. And, I mean, there was another part of his arc, too, but we'll talk about I want, when we when we get to Graham, I'll, I'll backpedal back to it. But, again, not really... I mean, he had moments in the episode. Like, he had to go into the little, what do they call that, the dimension in between? The anti-zone. The anti-zone. He was in, into the anti-zone. Which to me didn't make any sense because the little the was it flesh moths didn't even really matter. All right, so we're talking about that. So we'll talk about Graham here in a second. You jumped ahead for me, but I'm glad you brought it up. So there's two. There's a lot of things that don't make sense to me in this episode. Yeah. And the anti zone and the flesh moths and then I guess of course ribbons as well didn't make a lot of sense. The anti zone don't make sense to me because wouldn't it just be the void? We've seen the void in between dimensions before, where we've seen it where in between a dimension and another dimension is just a voided space. Right. Because right. we had to have that when, back in Tenet's era, when Rose and them died. Now, answer me this. When the the climax of the episode comes and they're escaping the anti-zone, isn't it closing in? Mm-hmm. It was. See, that's where it's so confusing to me. So, the, to me, that would make, like, the way that it was explained and the way that that ended tells me that, obviously, that anti-zone was just there because of the it was the buffer zone, right? Well, they say the reason that it's there, 
The reason it's created is because there is something horribly wrong with space and time somewhere. So right. it's separating the two. Right. So it was separating both those dimensions from hitting each other. <clears throat> well, once the events transpired, that other dimension collapsed. Mm. So that anti-zone was no longer needed. So it also collapsed. Right. And so it just so happened to be collapsing as the doctor was running through it. Okay, my, my complaints about that are, why were the flesh moths there? Yeah, I don't... Like, where did they come from? If it's just... If it's just about, okay, you know what? We're, we're just going to have to. There's no way around it. The flesh moths and ribbons. Right. Why were they there? Right. Ribbon said he's always been there. But apparently that dimension area in between was only created right then to prevent the other dimension from... So, so is the flesh moths and ribbons always recreated? Right. And then what gives ribbons the concept of speech and everything like that? The concept of, of interaction, the concept of anything, like a, a, a being that, let's say... He's Where did the rats come from? Let's say that the flesh moths, the rats, all these things exist in this zone. And the ribbons of the seven stomachs, where did that, again... He's he, maybe he was lying. Maybe, but that being said, if he's telling the truth, a being that lives there would have no concept of anything but survival. Would have no concept of trade Unless or language. Unless he was created or... that way, though. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So if he was created that way, then the a lot didn't make sense to me about the anti zone or whatever. It, it a lot of it didn't make sense. The flesh moths didn't make sense. The balloons of light were not used at all, but to introduce the moths. the moths. Right. They immediately attack him, like, quickly. Like, there's, like, none, and then there's, like, a, a three. A whole bunch. And then a whole, he, he moves to go for the screwdriver, and they're everywhere, and they attack him immediately. He's dead. Then. But then Ryan and them later are running through it, no problem. And then when they leave it, you don't see him at all. Right, you don't see him at all. Also, like, while they're, you know, you could say, well, they were focused on ribbons. That's why they didn't attack the doctor or anything. There's a lot of moss. You're telling me they, like, they got on him quick. Well, no, because remember, they were, when they were leaving the zone, you saw them all chasing them. A huge wave of them. So my thing was, though, this logically makes sense to me. So correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I'm really passionate about this right now because it makes zero sense. So they're all way ahead of the doctor at that point, okay? They think the doctor's doctor's trapped. Or they're all running. Yeah, they're all running to get out. So wouldn't all the moths already be chasing them? But then all of a sudden the doctor finally gets out, runs, catches up with them, and then the moths are behind her. Shouldn't she have ran into them all? Yes, definitely <laughs> that. Also, the other thing that didn't make sense was that okay, if Ribbon's like, oh, I've been here, I've always been here. He would be a lot smarter than that to he he ha must have had so many interactions with these moss that yeah, he would he never would never have moved to never. get that screwdriver. Yeah, never. Because he they, they even play it out that he's smart like that because he tells them to run knowing that, that they will attack because right. the doctor catches into that, but yet he still goes for the screwdriver. Which he doesn't even understand what the what screwdriver, screwdriver does. Is, so why would he risk his life for it? That so that whole. Okay, I'm going to say this, and, you know, I think if they would have taken out that entire anti-zone out of the episode and just had it where you went through the mirror into the other area, it would have been a way better episode. 
You yeah. could have done so much more to it because none of that was needed. I, it wasn't needed, but there, I understand the the writing behind a a care like a not a character, oh, some kind of peril. Well, I get that. Okay, then do something. You walk through and it's like a hallway. Or yeah, but the something. anti zone itself, the premise behind it, the premise behind it makes sense. The things that were inside of it make zero sense. They could have just walked through it and found the other mirror, and it'd have right. been more entertaining. Right. I. It didn't make a lot of sense. I don't think. I, the ribbons things really really confused me. The like, flesh moss just the rats and moss. Come, what? Okay, so they like flesh and stuff like that. Okay, cool. I, here's wouldn't another, the rats be dead? Here's the other question. Here's something I, I don't really understand. Is if Ribbons would have survived. Let's say he got away. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't take the screwdriver or anything. He just got away. So the everything else in this story plays out exactly the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Would he have just gotten crushed and killed? And I'm glad you brought that up because another thing that the doctor asks is... So he only works off of exchanges. Trade. That was his big thing. Only does information or anything based off of trade. Makes no sense. Continue. Okay. So, meaning, like you said before, he's had countless interactions. Had to have. With the moss. Or with anything. To be to have a, an entire system based off trade. Well, yeah. He had... He, like, okay... Oh, okay, let me finish real quick before, okay. you, before you jump in there. Because I'm... So the doctor brings up how she's like, so you've been here this whole time. Why haven't you just left? You know the portal's right there. Right. We don't even get an answer for that. Oh, you asked the interesting questions. Never got an answer. Never got an answer, man. Never got it for an uh, an answer. Maybe it's a being from the solid tract, but even that doesn't really necessarily make sense. No. Because what, what, what? The solid tract wouldn't have had to let itself get eaten. Well, it, the solid track can't come to our world, apparently. Mm-hmm. It can't pass through that mirror. And I guess we'll go ahead and jump into talking about the solid track. Look, I know, yeah, I know we wanted to go character to character, but a lot of that needed to be lumped in. Uh, it just didn't make sense. The, the ribbon thing really was out of place. The flesh moss were... Could have made more sense if they'd been something different, but the way that they were written, it just kind of had contradictions in it. Yeah, and, and we never even find out what Ribbons is. Yeah, we don't know what it is. And here's the other thing, okay? Why would you name right. drop something and not tell us what that means? So the, this anti-zone, man, it's it's just a lot to unpack. Is I, I really come back to the it closing in, is that, okay, did all those beings in that die? Like the moths and stuff? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. The whole anti-zone did not make sense. So much of it made little to zero sense to me. The whole entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, there's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole. Right. There's a hole. Like, you name-dropped all this stuff. We get ribbons. Why the heck are you called ribbons? You name-dropped of the what? seven stomachs. Yeah, ribbons of the seven stomachs. Your stuff's based that off was, trade. That... I thought that was going to add up to something. Well, something I thought when he said my name's Ribbons of the Seven Stomachs, they went out, I, my first thought was, oh, there must be in something stomach. Like, they're in a being's stomach. No. Yeah, no, no. Um, it wasn't at all. Going back, though, just before we talk about the solid track, I wanted to talk to something about the Doctor, is they do this a lot in Doctor Who, but, man, it was really obvious this time around, is one of the things they do is to, if I, I can tell when they're writing something and they get to a point where they don't can't clever 
like cleverly find a way to explain something. They just use the fact that the doctor is really old and understands everything and super smart as a way to explain something. Are you talking about when she was like, keep me instead or before that is okay. the, without any kind of real clue of anything besides just the doctor's memory, she completely figures out what this is. Like she just immediately goes from, I don't understand this. And then looking around going, Oh, this is from a story that I was told when I was yeah, six my, years old. Yeah. I'm yeah, that's true. Yeah. They didn't know how to write that in. That makes sense. Yeah. They were like, that's their way of explaining it without explaining it's just it. the doctor remembering it. Yeah. And I, I, I They've done that before. No, they have. They that's have. not the first time that that's happened, but it was really obvious. Obvious this time. So let's let's just talk about the. There's uh, there's people that we haven't mentioned yet that we'll talk about later, but the solid track itself. So the little universe that we come into is is the solid track. The solid track is a conscious universe. That's right. what we come to find out. Right. That seems to me like the most powerful being to ever exist. Yeah. A conscious universe? Yeah. So my my thoughts on that, though, are when the Sawtrack was part of our universe, Yeah. how did everything not just vanish anyways? Or how did, I, I don't make sense. Uh, the, the, the way they said it, the doctor said it, is that it could not be in the same universe as us because nothing was able to... Because the Sawtrack energy was there, our views or not views but the way our world works like our physics our, our physics our, matter, maths, our matter everything our light wasn't able to come together because of the solid track energy right so well, what pushed the solid track energy out right that was what my first question was if all of the, these things didn't exist or couldn't exist together meaning there's no beings right other are, than the solid track right yeah the solid track would be the only conscious the lone being in the universe of consciousness yes so does it make a whole lot of sense there? It also doesn't make a whole lot of sense that the solid tract has a. Firstly, you know the argument is is that solid tract, you know, because eventually the doctor is able to converse with it and it has language and everything like that. My argument is like, how could it? Maybe it has a way to look through the wall, the void or and something and, that it's in. And how could the doctor talk to it? And before someone comes at me with this whole TARDIS translation matrix. That it doesn't have a language. Right. You know, the TARDIS would never have encountered this. So how would it be able to interpret it? It's different when you're talking about when the TARDIS travels through space and time. And if the TARDIS could not translate in David Tennant's era the devil's language, right. it's not going to be able to translate this. Right, exactly. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. How, like, also, does this solid track able to access people's memory? There's a lot about the solid track that doesn't make sense. Now, in terms of the solid track universe that we're in, you know, I don't I don't even want to beat the solid track anymore because I, I'm just going to go ahead and say my one-liner for you. It made zero sense. You pretty much hit it, nail on the head. How did it, was it expelled from the universe to begin with? Right. What expelled it? Right. How is it able to communicate? How right. can we communicate with it? How can it, okay, it's a conscious universe, so it can create whatever it wants. How can it access people's memories or draw them in? How, what did it, what did it do? To be able to connect to our universe? To connect to our universe. Right, yeah, that's another thing. To create the anti-zone. What did it do to create an issue with space and time? And then you could say, well, the whole thing is, is that it didn't want to be alone anymore. But it, as a universe, it has this whole ability to create 
So why wouldn't it just create beings in its own universe that it would... And like, the, the universe was, we didn't bring it up, was mirrored. Yeah, like it just... The guy's shirt was, Merrick's shirt was mirrored. Right. You know, and so at first just I because, thought it was a mirrored universe. But it's not. <clears throat> but it's not. It's not a mirrored universe at all. No, but it but It, it just was. showed it as yeah. a mirror, mirrored universe. And then here's another thing. So Eric has been doing that for a long time, apparently. He's yeah. been going to that universe back and forth, meaning he's met ribbons. Yeah. The moths. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. <laughs> he's met ribbons and the moths. What did, what did he trade for one? Did he give him the rats? Right. Okay. And then not even that. No, I'm not even done. I'm not, I'm just hitting the top of this. Okay. Has been doing that for a long time. But apparently the Solid Track universe couldn't exist with us in it. But it has been with Eric in it. Right, right. Because <clears throat> the doctor expels everybody or they get everybody expelled. And the doctor's like, see, by herself. And go, see, your universe is falling apart because I'm here. We can't be one and the same. But yet, Eric's been doing it. Right. Right. Like, the the, the doctor's theory was that... Sorry, I'm talking one, fast because yeah. I'm so, like... One person was... <laughs> a lot to say. One person was manageable, but then when it's only the doctor, it wasn't, it wasn't manageable. It wasn't There's so much. And then, <clears throat> oh, we haven't even talked about the giant thing. Oh, no, that, we're, not, we're not yet. Okay, so I'm getting off Saw Track for a second. I want to talk about Graham. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because that's going to lead into what we're about to discuss. <laughs> I, I know, okay. All right, so, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so Graham. Graham, had, you got to stop. You got to stop. Graham had, Graham's part of this episode mm -hmm. was pretty significant in a, in a way. Right. So again, Graham tugs at the heartstrings. So we go to this universe mm -hmm. and we... You know, the Eric's wife's there, and you're like, the doctor's like, you, but you can't be, you died, but yet she remembers dying. So there's another thing. You created this person again mm -hmm. based off the dead person's memories, apparently. Yeah, how could they access the dead person's memories? Yes. That's one so, thing. okay, moving past that again. Um, but Graham, so obviously, we get there, the uh, person says, oh, your friend's here. She just got here the same time you did. And you and me both kind of looked at each other and we're like, she, they're, all the females are there. And then you said it. You went, Grace, just immediately before we even saw her. And then, of course, we fast forward. It's Grace. So big moment for Graham because his wife is there. Now, mind you, Ryan's not in this moment. He's back in the let me, universe. Let me say this. At this point in the episode. I was really interested. I was hooked. I was hooked, yes. Before anything was revealed. Okay, yes. So before we... Before the solid track was revealed, before... We were hooked on the episode even with all the issues we just said. Right. Well, we with the ribbon stuff, all that stuff. Like some of it was had already revealed itself, but there, not until the major solid track reveal came did I realize how much this episode's writing fell apart. Yes. Up until Grace, I was like, uh, yes. I was like, Grace, whoa! When I saw Grace, and you remember me saying this, I went, "That was a great reveal. Something's about to happen to ruin it." <laughs> did, I, did those words not come out of my you mouth? You absolutely said that. You did. And yes. and I was right. And it's it's ridiculous. Graham, uh, I mean, Bradley Walsh is just great. He's just, he's, I honestly thought for a moment towards the end of the episode before they came back, before he got expelled out of the uh, test, oh, that's a Tesseract. <laughs> the Solid Track. The Solid Track. Yeah. Hopefully we can cut that out. <laughs> before he got expelled out of the Solid Track world, that he was going to stay. Yeah. I thought maybe he was actually legitimately going to stay. Um, something was going to happen, even though we knew he was going to be in the New Year's 
day special. I thought maybe, maybe somehow, somehow, yeah. But obviously, he gets he gets kicked out. And a big part. I'm gonna skip to the end of the episode real quick because I want we want to talk about the big thing. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're good. So in the episode, I've been talking about it all se- all season. How I knew there was gonna be a a moment where Ryan and Graham's relationship kind of came to like fruition, kind of in a way. Not fruition, but, but a, like a conclusion. A conclusion. Well, I don't even know if it's concluded yet, but it it the, got somewhere. The arc. Yeah, it got somewhere, and you know, at the very first very first episode, we saw them all in. You know, he asked Graham asked Grace, "When do you think he's going to call me Granddad?" Right. And I told you throughout previous episodes, I was something's going to happen that's going to lead up to that moment. Well, I think this episode had that moment. I mean, obviously, it had that moment. Because at the end of the episode, Ryan goes, "Come on, Granddad." Basically, he says right. he says Granddad to him, and I think what happened is that Ryan realized at that moment because he didn't get to see Grace how much Graham loved her. I guess in a way, even though I'm sure other things have happened to where he realized how much Graham loved her. This episode, I think, had a more impact on Graham because he got to see her again. Right, which you know, what obviously, if you look devastate at, anyone. Right, right. That that'd be ex- extraordinarily painful, and yeah. So I, I was kind of there with you too. I was like, I knew that something like that was going to happen, and it did make sense for it to be this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other minor thing I want to say about Ryan was, I, I, the reason that he was in there with. Hannah, which, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we haven't really focused much on her about this episode, though uh, she uh, was a big part of it. I guess. Was, you know, she was the blind girl. Yeah, the blind girl who was who, the daughter of Eric, the guy that kept going into the other universe. Right, and he, she was essentially tricked into mm-hmm. thinking, Staying inside, thinking there's a monster outside. Right. I, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the other thing was, is like, boy, what a terrible dad. Oh, Fact. He was just going to... Because he says Eric. Eric was the dad's name. Eric says, I didn't want to leave. What, Trine was her name? Was that it? Trine? 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 Trin, Trin? That was a really hard one because it's like a it's like a Trine? Nordic name. Yeah, but... Trine? Yeah, whatever. So... <laughs> Our terrible... Yeah, terrible. whatever. Yeah, we're horrible <laughs> hosts. But we don't research names. Anyways, he says, I don't know if I could have left because I don't know if I would have been able to come back. So you were choosing... Your already dead wife. Over your blind daughter. Over your blind daughter, who you have tricked to staying inside. Who's living in fear. Who's living in absolute fear and is blind. Wow. So okay. how, how how would she have survived? Here's here's something. Here's something that, like, boy, I didn't really understand until this moment. A... We talked about it already, but okay. how did Eric successfully yeah, get through I, the anti-zone that many dude, times? Dude, I told you. I wanted to bring that up so quickly when we were talking about the anti-zone. Second, why wouldn't he take her with him? What was preventing her from going with him? I thought that too because I didn't want to say anything, but I thought that too because if he would have done that, there would have been no episode. Right. And what kind of father... Let's a blind, someone's blind who has no, like one less sense 
can't has can't properly understand what's happening around her and is living in perpetual fear because she thinks there's a monster outside monster that ate her dad that ate her dad or took her dad yeah and um yeah it's just it's horrible it's it was so bad Eric's Eric was but then he comes back and everything's okay apparently yeah, like nothing ever happened what a terrible father like I, if I was her I'd been like I have to live with you I hate you though but I hate you yeah I hate you yeah and okay so then we <laughs> oh god are we doing it yeah are we doing it so that's so before we do this so that a lot happens and a lot, a lot happened in this episode yeah a big key thing that happened between Graham and Grace when they talked about the necklace the frog necklace. <laughs> no, stop. You can't do it yet. Can't, can't break down. So talking about the frog necklace, because he uses that as a, you can't be Grace, tell me what this means. Right. And how she, she he gave it to her for Christmas two Christmases ago. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You never think it's going to get brought up again. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. Okay, guys. So, so if you, you haven't, if you have, you've seen the episode at this point, so you know what's happening. If you haven't seen the episode, you really need to watch this one. Skip to the end. So we get to the end where the doctor is alone with the solid track. With the solid track, and we're like, okay, we're guessing. We're like, you and I are going. What is the solid track going to become? What is it going to become? We were joking likes... with her, like, oh, is it going to be Rose? Yeah, Obviously yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be. Is it gonna... going to be another version of the Doctor River? Something. something. You know, Clara. You know, just you know, anybody. Anything. Who is it going to portray from the Doctor's mind? Which again. How would it know? Right, right. But anyways, so we get this like light fading in, like you're kind of in heaven type of thing. And then we get to the, I'm going to try not to use a cuss word here. We get to the point <laughs> of the episode where it just, it all just unravels. It would the solid it already... I know, but the solid track took the form of a, of a frog, frog on a chair, chair that sounds like Grace. <laughs> were they thinking really though really this the, the, the i guess they were thinking the sentiment because the solid track even says i like this form okay it says i like this form but i don't know why here's the thing and it well it spoke its and lips great. moved and its hands moved and its head bopped up and I, I gotta take a minute i'm gonna lay down while he explains some of this i can't i just <laughs> i just can't i gotta lay down for a second so there's a <laughs> there's a lot of things at play. <laughs> there's a lot of things at play here. So first, what I would say about it to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I'm back. The benefit of the doubt is this: is that this if this had been an arc throughout the whole series, it might have been more impactful. Like maybe the first episode we meet Grace. She talks about how her she loves frogs, and then they give her. You see on screen him, him giving hand the necklace, the, the necklace, and then throughout the series, like there's part. Oh look, there's some frogs. Oh, oh man, Grace would have loved yeah, to love this. They went to a frog planet with frog people or something. Right, right, right. You know, just yeah, I but, agree. Something, but there was nothing. There was nothing there, and it doesn't make sense why the Salt Trek likes that form, and then stole Grace's voice. I just, I can't. So apparently it pulled the memories from, I'm assuming... I don't know. Graham, I'm assuming. Sure, let's... Uh, I'm uh, assuming. we That never gets explained to well, us. Well, it has but, to be Graham because she apparently arrove... Or, or, yeah, arrove? Arrived? Arrived. Arrived. What the hell is arrove? Arrived when they did. Right. So what I'm saying is this, is that 
if the solid track could access memories to create forms, why wouldn't it access the doctor's memories? And think about the things. I mean, way yeah, and more. When than, the doctor, when the doctor says, "I'll stay. I'll give you everything. I can talk to you about all this stuff." Why couldn't the solid track just be like, "I already have it all." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like just replicate the entire universe. Right. That way you do have a universe to live in. Right, right. I mean, like that's the thing is it's it made it made no sense. Here's another <sighs> minor thing about the frog bit. <laughs> the frog bit. Is... I don't even know what else to say about the frog. <laughs> I think the frog says it all. It wove. It wove. I'm just using the worst language. It even waves goodbye. Yeah, well, it did it like, like pushed her for it. Jedi force pushed right, right her out the thing door, whatever. I just man, I my words don't work right now because I just can't fathom how that went on so, paper. How did that look on paper? The other thing I would say about it is this: is that in a series where Doctor Who visually looks better than it ever has, they could not have made this frog look more. Unrealistic. Dude, its lips moved. It was just... It really looked like a rubber frog. Like, it looked like a rubber... They they should have CGI'd it or something, or something different. I'm, I think it was mechanical. I'm sure it looked like a practical effect. Yeah, I'm sure, like yeah, I'm it, sure did, it was mechanical. And it, it would looked really fake. I, I just... I can't fathom how this looked on paper. Oh, they're gonna love this moment with the frog and Grace's voice because Grace was so loved and blah 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 blah. You turned her into a frog. It wasn't even her. It was a solid track as a frog as Grace. Who just wanted a friend. Just, and, that's all. And then yeah, just wanted a friend and was like, I'll miss you. Yeah, I'll miss you after this thirty I'll, seconds. I'll dream I'll dream no, I'll dream about you in your other universe. What does that even mean? After I disintegrate in mine. Right. It just uh, really, oh, really fell apart. Yeah. Some just again. Not that the episode was even put together, but which is crazy to me because I will say this: I now that we've talked about it online, people are actually enjoying the episode. Are they? Yeah. Majority of people are actually like, "Oh, it's a great episode." Like even Elizabeth was talking earlier. Uh, if y'all, Elizabeth, so I'm throwing names out like people know who right, the Elizabeth right. is. Elizabeth is the, the mother mo of my child. Right, right, So, she was even like, yeah, I was, reading a, I was reading an article earlier how people were like, it's one of the, it's one of the best ones so far. You're kidding me. No. See, here's the thing, is I don't typically taint my brain with how I people, typically don't either. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I watch the episode Because I want to get my own, I don't, oh yeah, I don't want to have any influence at all. But man, I feel like this series, you and I are like, and a lot of the 1%, like we're outliers. We're out, yeah. We're just we're we're here to bash who is what it seems and like. Wanna, and I don't want people. To, I'm just giving y'all my honest opinions of the episodes. We've had a couple where you and I were like they were great. You know, like even the the Witchfinders episode was great up until, until the point. villain reveal. Up until point. So far, okay. Before we get ahead of ourselves here, yeah, so sorry. we talked about it. I've been really passionate, guys. So I apologize for talking fast. Like this episode, just I had so much I wanted to say yeah. that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. So we'll give our verdicts here. You, normally, you ask me first. I'll ask you want to. You want to get my opinion of yeah, it. Yeah. So how first. many jelly babies are you rating this? Out I, of five. I have to give it a two. Whoa, that's your lowest. There's yet. too many holes, man. It, the, the, the whole premise of the episode made zero sense. I cannot find one aspect other than the Graham Ryan thing that meant anything that I can I can put together in my head. 
I can't put together the villain. I can't put together how it became to exist. I can't put together the mid-formula for the episode, the, the anti-zone. Maybe there was just really something in this episode that we missed. I, maybe I can't put together ribbons. Yeah. I can't put together the dad. I can't, I just can't, I can't fathom it. I can't put together the frog. The... <laughs> like, I just, so, all the other episodes that have been not great, Arachnids in the UK, you know, all these episodes, I've probably given, like, what, a three, threes, maybe? Three, three, yeah. five, fours. They were bad episodes, but at least... The writing was bad, but, dude, to me, this writing was terrible. Yeah. Because none of it made bad. sense. If you really dwindle it down to what it is, none of the episode made any sense at all. So, my verdict... Sorry, I just... Sorry, guys. Guess what? Ooh, I just lost myself. <laughs> this is a, a first for this series. Uh-oh. My uh, review, 2.5. Gave it more than I did. Higher than yours. That's the first time this series that you that's give happened. You one higher. And because a lot of it really irked me. The reason that I give it a 2.5 is up until the middle of this episode, I was genuinely interested. I was genuinely... I think my problem with this thoughtful, episode... Like, or not yeah, you, you, we were in, you were into it. Yeah, I was, I was into it. I think what got me on this episode is I went through it with that mindset... It's like, okay, yeah, I'm interested. I saw the Grace thing. But, but then when I really started to think about it... After the Witch Finders, you were kind of hesitant to, yeah, to buy in. I was hesitant to buy in. But no, even then, when I started to think about it, that was the only part of the episode I I thought was good. Up to that point, none of it made any sense. You got to the Grace part, and you're, you got intrigued. And then, it, and then it fell apart again. So if I take the whole episode as a whole, there's a small section that had me intrigued. Right. Nothing led up to that Grace thing that had me intrigued. I wasn't intrigued all the way up to the Grace moment. Right. The Grace moment is the only thing I was intrigued about. Mm. And then I knew it was going to fall apart. For me, it was like the things leading up to it didn't make sense, but I was hoping that it would it would eventually make sense. Like something would... Yes, but in, but in, in, my, in, but my, in my review of the episode, in my two Jelly Babies, I took it as that. As leading up to it, nothing. That section, cool. After it, nothing. So that's my two. If 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 it had, had some stuff into it leading up to the grace moment, maybe I would have given it a three, a three point two, or something. But I can't I can't give it higher than a two. The two is coming from that little part with grace. I really just think this episode had so you're no saying meaning. It could have even been lower. It could have been lower. Yeah. Grace being in the episode helped. Yeah. So <laughs> there it is. There's our review. We're one episode away, obviously, yeah, from, from the series finale. finale. Which I'm... A lot of times, man, come to this point, we have some sort of idea of, like, what's been set up. Nothing. For the series. There is nothing. Nothing, nothing set up. And you know what? I'm not going to miss it this time. You know what? Backtrack. I am not going to miss talking about it in this episode. In past episodes and series, when companions and the Doctor go to different time periods... Oh, they, yeah. I keep meaning to bring it up, and I never do. So I'm going to do it right now. Okay, out of context. Now, this episode, they made sense. in present time. They were in present time. But typically, we get a change of clothing where they try to match right. the time period. Demons and Punjab, nothing. You know, a Kerblam, nothing. Think of another episode. Uh, the Rosa Parks episode, no. you know, nothing. Rosa, they, they haven't matched and it hasn't even really been brought up, I think, but once where someone went, your clothing is ridiculous. The king, I think, in Witchfinders went, your clothing is ridiculous. Right. You know, but 
are, are you actors? You know, that's how they did it in that episode. But we, we have always had them try to match and blend in. Yeah, they Nothing. definitely... It's not even brought up. It's like people just go, mm, you're wearing blue jeans. They're not even exist yet. Right. They're, they're, you're not the first person to bring that. I've heard other people say that. It's really weird. One other minor thing is that, boy, the TARDIS is way oh, in the yep. background here. We do not see TARDIS in this series. We get minuscule moments in the TARDIS, and it's not even like full-fledged TARDIS moments. We yeah. get like a little bit of, oh, we're going here, and then they're out. Like, I'm pretty sure that they land, and they're just out of it. We don't even see them like walk out of the right. day TARDIS, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how far different this series is. We got one episode. I'm telling you... It, Something magnificent is going to have to happen in these next two episodes. Right, because, I mean, we still have the New Year's special. Yeah, and then we have until, well, hopefully, until August, August or October, I guess, if we're going to do it again. Right. To see what happens, but I just, I don't know, what, you know I'll save it. We're going to do a series, whole series. Yeah, we'll do a review, uh, review of, of the, the series, series. And we'll, we'll go from there, and we'll do a review of, of Jody as a doctor and whatnot, but. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's our reviews of this episode, and I know it's, we had a lot to talk about, there's a lot of laughter. I just think, to me, this episode, in my opinion, was the worst one so far. In terms of writing, it makes zero sense to me. There are episodes which worst. which which blows my mind mm. if I think about it because there are definitely worse episodes in this series, one hundred percent worse Pull, episodes. But, but peeling this one apart, yeah, is absolutely the worst. Yeah, it. And as a reviewer, someone that reviews it, that that's what my job is. Here's the thing, man, and I I feel like. <sighs> We come into this, and this whole series so far, I feel like we've been negative. And I'm I trying I'm so, so hard. hard to. I pull out the positives. I pull out the positives. I do. I'm, I'm trying to. You know, I just... Maybe, I don't know, I'm trying not to be, but maybe I am more critical. I don't know. Maybe I'm more critical just because I had, I had high hopes going into it, maybe. Maybe I got myself set up. I don't know. Maybe the other series are just as <laughs> the way they are. I don't know. This one is. I, I don't know. But something is having me go, that's not right. Right. It, you know? It, it, it's... But and it's, it's not Jody. I don't want anyone to think it's because of the actor themselves. Actors themselves or anything like that. I think the majority of it has to come down to writing. I think it's all writing. Yeah, I agree with you. But moving on to more positive things. Ah! It's time for this week's classic clip of the week. Davros, if you had created a virus in your laboratory, something contagious and infectious that killed on contact, a virus that would destroy all other forms of life, would you allow its use? It is an interesting conjecture. Would you do it? The only living thing, a microscopic organism, reigning supreme. A fascinating idea. But would you do it? Yes. Hold in my hand a capsule that contains such power. To know that life and death on such a scale was my choice. To know that the tiny pressure on my thumb, enough to break the glass, would end everything. Yes. I would do it. That power would set me up above the gods. And through the Daleks, I shall have that power! 
release me. Don't touch that switch. Why not? That controls my life support systems. I could not survive 30 seconds without them. Order the destruction of the incubator section. Destroy the Daleks. Never. I mean it, Davros. Next time I press that switch, it stays pressed. Now give the order. Even if I do this, there will be no escape for you. I'll take that chance. Now give the order. Press the communicator switch. This is Davros. Elite Unit 7 will go to the incubator room. All survival maintenance systems are to be closed down. The Dalek creatures are to be destroyed. Tell them the order cannot be countermanded. This order cannot... This is Davros. This is Davros. My last order is cancelled. Repeat, cancelled. No action is to be taken. What do you want done with this? For the moment, he must be kept alive. He has knowledge that is vital to our future. And I will drain every last detail of it from his mind. And then, he will learn the true meaning of so there it is, our classic clip of the week. Now, I actually chose, kind of chose this one, because I've been wanting to see, like, a classic clip with Davros in it. And then, like, the minute I said that, you just lit up with pride. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously you guys just heard it. It's from the arc Genesis of the Daleks. So this is a Tom Baker yeah. um, episode or episodes. And this is the first appearance of Davros. Played like, by, yeah, this is the never first. Say, have we heard about him before, though? I don't think so. So this is first. This is the fresh. Yeah, this is the first time we see Davros in the series. He uh, uh, becomes a very recurring character throughout Doctor very Who, much so. classic, and even in New New Who. But one of the things that's really great about his first Michael Wisher, who plays Davros in this, is so that was so great. good, so great. That was really good. It's not very often you get like a good like villain monologue. Right. That was like really good. Talking about how if I would I make a minus microscopic organism that could destroy all life in the universe. Yes, because having that power in my hands, the ability to just crush my fingers together and extinguish all life anywhere, to have that power would put me above the gods. Right, yeah, that's a very powerful line and he plays it very well. So Tom good. Baker is 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 a great you know, counter to this, uh, it's so great. But you know, that's that's nothing new. We we've talked about that before. I just I love this. There's also another, and we might do it as a classic clip in the future sometime. Is if you remember the episode, I think it was Magician's Apprentice, mm -hmm. where we meet young Davros and the yeah, that was, that was actually really a really see that was a good little arc. A little flip on you. You didn't know it was Davros till the end. Right. Well, the thing that happened later is there's a really great speech that pertains to that episode. Is like, do I have the right? And it's Tom Baker talking, and he has two pieces of wires together, and if he sticks them together, it will destroy the incubators and completely eliminate the Daleks forever. And 
he, you know, questions it because they're like, well, do, you know, Sarah Jane's with him. You, of course you have to do it. You have to destroy the Dalek. He's like, yeah, but they're not born yet. And like, you know, if you could point out a child and you, you were a time traveler and you pointed out a child to me and said that that child would become the most ruthless murderer who ever lived, could you kill that child? It's just that whole, the genesis of the Daleks art is just fantastic. Davros back then, throughout, but really back then was great, and I, I love that clip. Yeah, it was really good. I actually really enjoyed it because I, this is my foray into until I start actually like sit down and force myself to watch all of classic. And the only reason I don't is I've said it before. I kind of like, I like knowing what I know, and mm -hmm. learning as you and I do the podcast. So, uh, but that was really good. I really enjoyed that clip there because yeah, that the Davros actor was phenomenal. Right, right. But that's gonna do it for this week. You know, uh, as always, you can head over to anchor.fm slash Doctor Who and you can leave some voice messages telling us what you thought about this week's episode or what you thought about the season so far. Or, or what you thought about how we thought about the episode. <laughs> Tell us what you think about the frog. We would love to hear more yeah, on Yeah, I that. do want to hear about the frog. Uh, you can also donate at anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. To those that are already doing it, thank you. Right, right, right. Because we we're do. working really hard to get some better equipment and stuff for this. Right. Like I said, that's going to do it for this week. I'm Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our TARDISes, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.